0: Coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Patrick Chassie from Wheel Northeast is with us. Our Facebook group dedicated to responsible wheeling in the Northeast region of the country. So was it just luck or was it ninja-like timing that saved this one couple from getting hit? And we need you to keep your eyes open for this Jeep. We'll have all the details in This Week in Jeep. Mitch takes the top off with Jeep weather. Nikki G breaks out the straps and buckles down. We're going to get your Jeep and your home all linked up in Tech Talk. Oh, and Bill talks about high-performance braking in Wrangler Talk. We've got a whole bunch more show coming up, too, so stick around.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast.
0: Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama.
2: Are you sure?
0: Josh.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge
0: deal. So
1: sit back,
0: strap in. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you in part by Nexen Tire. Nexen Tire has been around for 77 years, has made passenger and SUV tires along with street performance for many, many years, and has most recently have started off making off-road tires. The Nexen Rodian MTX is an amazing, long-lasting off-road tire with its all-around fantastic performance in mud or rocks. Find out more about Nexen tires by going to nexentireusa.com right now. That's nexentireusa.com. This episode of the Jeep Talk show
3: is also brought to you by Extreme Terrain, Wrangler off-road parts and accessory outfitter.
0: Stay tuned to learn more about the Extreme Terrain's Jeep Wrangler tire technical guide. Hey, have you ever thought about removing your Wrangler or Gladiator hardtop? Have you been struggling to find a good solution? The J-Bar is a complete Jeep hardtop removal, hoist, and storage system that works with both Wrangler and Gladiator hardtops. It's never been easier to go topless. Check them out at jbar.com. That's the letter J-B rcom Hey, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never drew anything but
3: Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about...
0: Jeeps! Are you there?
3: Jeeps! Jeeps! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Tony, and I wish I could find that new Nexen rubber smell in an aftershave. It is very strong and nice every day when I go into the garage, Josh. Mm,
0: Like that. Hey, I just saw two Jeeps earlier today doing an Eiffel Tower tire stack. I say that 10 times fast, and it was amazing. I think I saw that in an R-rated movie in the 80s. Oh, boy. (laughs) Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And this week in Jeep, like usual, is brought to you by Amazon.com. Halloween is, what, like a week away now? If you haven't even bought so much as a single candy corn yet, well, and forget about trying to find anything worthwhile at the stores by now, well, then get your last-minute spook on with Amazon and the Jeep Talk Show. Just go to our site and press the big Amazon button there. You'll be instantly transported to the Amazon website where any bag of candy, costume, makeup, or pumpkin-flavored shift knob will give the show a few pennies of support. You like what you hear or have gotten any benefit from what we're doing? Well, then please consider giving back. That's JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. Hey, thanks in advance.
3: No, I don't mind saying I was a little nervous when you said shift knob.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope this guy never gets another Jeep ever again. Ordinarily, the news stories I sift through each week are, as you'd expect, Jeep-centric. And although this story does have a Jeep in it, it's a Chevrolet that ends up being the star in this story. And you're going to see why here in a moment. A a couple pushing a stroller along a crosswalk at a busy intersection in Phoenix, Arizona was nearly mowed down by a Jeep renegade that sped through the red light. They weren't dodgeball champions, and no amount of getting out of the way was going to save them from this Jeep careening through the red light. They were saved, however, when in just in the nick of time, another vehicle came through the intersection and T-boned the Jeep, giving the couple just enough time to run to the curb to safety. The Phoenix Police Department released a video of the incident, calling the second car that hit the Jeep a guardian angel for ultimately saving the couple. In the footage that has likely gone viral by the time this episode airs, shows the couple with a stroller walking at night through the crosswalk at 53rd Avenue and Indian School Road. Two cars make a left turn in front of them, and if if that's not bad enough, just as the pair nears the center of the road, here comes 23-year-old Ernesto Otenez-Oveso in his renegade traveling at a very high rate of speed and just blows through the red light, headed right towards the couple. At what seems to be literally the very last second, a black Chevy Cruze that was traveling lawfully through the green light enters the intersection and appears to speed up at the last second... Just car links before it slams into the Jeep. The force of the crash pushes the Jeep out of the view of the camera off the side of the road just before it would have hit the couple in the crosswalk. And it causes the Chevy Cruze to spin around. The completely shocked couple immediately runs across the street to safety. The police department announced that the uh, innocent driver of the Chevy suffered minor injuries, but we will be okay. The red light runner of the Jeep, well, he was of course arrested for, you guessed it, DUI.
3: Now I gotta say, in uh, Ernesto, is that who you said that the, the the driver of the renegade was? Yes, in in Arne- Ernesto's uh, defense, once you get a renegade up to speed, you really <laughs> don't want to slow down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know about that, but uh, if so you it's look at understandable. The video if you look at the video, he was really he was cruising, Yeah, I mean that was that was moving, and and there was no stopping or anything like that. That couple and the baby would have just been obliterated, red yes. mist. I mean, yes. it, it would have been very ugly.
3: So, uh, you know, and and I'm very happy that the the pedestrians, especially the child that was in the the stroller, was not injured. But was that some half-ass running? I mean, there was a major event happening in front of you. Your family is in danger. And the guy is kind of trotting. <laughs> He's not. But I would, as have, as I would have picked that stroller up and, up and ran at a 100-yard <laughs> <No>. dash.
0: <laughs> I think he was rubbernecking. Did you see uh, that? Look man, at that. <laughs> it just happened right here. Yeah. <laughs> no S, Sherlock. <laughs> Get out of the road. Get the hell out of the
3: way. No, I'm so glad it happened the way it way it happened. And you got to wonder if uh, this was one of those uh, uh, quantum leap moments where he awesome. somebody leaped into the Chevrolet at the last minute and hit the accelerator.
0: <laughs> well, there is a, there is some debate about whether or not this is just lucky timing, you know, or whether or not it was actual, you know, instincts. The the person in the in the in the Chevrolet sped up at the last second uh, to make sure they made that impact happen. Um, you know, the, the, you can go either way on that. The video will sort of uh, let you decide I, on your own. I, but, like uh, the, I like that way of thinking. I would, like, I, would
3: hope the, I would like to think that I would be able to assess this, the situation quickly enough and be uh, selfless enough to say, I'm, I'm going to total my car, but I'm going to save those people. And, and that's yeah. the way I'd like to
0: think that it happened. Exactly. Well, if so, man, these, that, that driver's getting the key to the city from <laughs> the mayor. I don't know, but that's, that's some bravery right there. Well, police in Chattanooga, Tennessee are asking people to be on the lookout for two vehicles stolen from the Austin Hatcher Foundation, a charity organization that provides services to pediatric cancer patients and their families. Thieves made off with two custom vehicles over the weekend, a 2018 Ford Explorer Sport and a 2019 Jeep Wrangler, completely outfitted and customized by Rugged Ridge. Both vehicles were being stored at the foundation's warehouse and and were to be offered at a Scottsdale, Arizona-based charity auction in January, just this next year. The previous build by the foundation, a customized 2017 Jeep Wrangler JK Unlimited Hearst Edition, raised a total of $225,000 for the foundation and their good cause. Each vehicle is unique beyond its visual customization. The foundation worked with pediatric patients and their families to design and build both vehicles as part of its occupational therapy program a service that gives each child the chance to participate in therapy services in a fun and motorsports-related environment. Best of all, the program is offered at no cost to the participants and their families. A Facebook post by the organization indicated that the individuals responsible for the theft tore through a fence and damaged a vehicle transport trailer before making off with the two trucks. Jonathan and the foundation's industrial arts director, told local news that he believes the thieves used a tire iron break into the vehicle transport trailer to look for keys for the vehicles after locating them they trashed one of the rigs through a gate crashed one of the rigs through a gate and drove off the premises at least one of the vehicles may have sustained some damage as the ford explorer's factory roof rails and custom roof carrier were left at the scene the damage to the gate also indicates that one of the vehicles may have light damage to the front end as it was used as a battering ram and according to a report by the International Motorsports Association, the vehicles are said to be insured. However, the foundation will not be compensated for any aftermarket parts lost in the theft. And, of course, all of that labor, that's all gone, too. Additionally, given un- unlikelihood that the vehicles will be recovered in any auctionable state. Uh, therefore, the organization has begun fundraising to make up for the lost donations. There are currently two fundraisers in place to help recover funds from the theft, one on GoFundMe and the other on Facebook. Collectively, the foundation's efforts have only raised at this point less than $3,000 at the time we air this, so they are in need of a lot of help. Individuals who have information on the vehicle's whereabouts should contact the Chattanooga Police Department at 423-698-2525. And of course, we would like for you to go to our website and see an image of the Jeep in question here. So if you happen to see it or what's left of it, uh, you can let authorities know.
3: So this is some bullshit, Josh. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean serious, uh, because uh, nobody is nobody that stole these vehicles are going to get anywhere near the amount of money that we're going to go for these kids. No. Because, no, because no, we're talking
0: fraction. I'm oh, pennies of course. on a dollar here. You know? Well, it's just
3: like if, the, lo- the local rodeo. When they have the rodeo here and uh, somebody goes and, and bids on a steer and they, they bid up like $500,000, do you think that the, the cow is worth $500,000? Generally, no. They're doing yeah. it because they're trying to help the kids out. They're trying to help right. the program so out. The just like their proceeds. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, this is the same thing they're doing here. And to steal something from a, a charity, good it God. Helps children with cancer. I yes. mean, come
0: on. Uh, you couldn't pick a worse charity to screw over, to to steal from. I mean, seriously, man. So, I mean, complete and utter douchebags here at work. Um, and, and so, yeah, please keep your eyes open. Uh, just description-wise, JKU brand spanking – or not JK, I'm sorry. It would be a, a JLU. And uh, a brand spanking new. It's got a, a orange and white kind of paint job with some black pinstripes, um, some orange uh, orange rimmed wheels, uh, custom roof rack. It's got a big 19 number emblazoned on the driver's door and, of course, a bunch of rugged ridge stickers and, and lighting and, and all that sort of stuff. Very, very nice looking Jeep. Very well customized. I'm, I'm sure at auction this would have garnered a lot of money, especially for the cost that trying to raise. Uh, and, of course, the Ford Explorer isn't a matching theme to that. Uh, so if you guys want to check out on the website, we'll have the picture for it and hopefully uh, we can get this spotted and uh, back into the right hands, hopefully in condition enough where they can get it back on the auction block.
3: Well, I'll do a little bit of disagreement with you there, Josh. I would have thought that the paint job, especially the 19 on the door, would have been enough to keep it from being stolen. But I guess not. You know, something so
0: unique. <laughs> you, you really though you're right, 100. percent Because there's not there's no blending in with this one. No, I just
3: don't like it. I think it's ugly.
0: <laughs> but you know, whatever whatever they get the money on, it
3: just it's not a race car. <laughs> Why well, put the 19 on there? You know, I get it. I get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you have a response to this story or any one of the stories that we uh, t- talk about, or if you have a news tip that you want us to tell about, to talk about, well, be sure to let us know what you have to say by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out. Hey, coming up a little bit later in the show, interview with Patrick Chase, Wheel Northeast. And it's a Facebook group who's doing some really good stuff about spreading the word about responsible wheeling.
3: All right, I think you're dismissing with me here, Josh. Coming up in Tech Talk... Uh, linking your Jeep to your home with Homelink. I guess it wasn't as bad. It just sounded like a singing song thing about that. A little tank tangled and <laughs> twirts twisted there.
0: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, you know, we're always asking to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network, and it's for good reason, too. There's a ton of great shows. There are lots of good audio all the time. It's getting updated, and we've got something for your non-Jeep buddies, too, so spread the word. You know, if uh, we got the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, Center Steer podcast, Dan and the 4x4 podcast, everybody's putting out great shows. It's all great content, and it's all for free. It's all in one place, too, the 4x4 Radio Network. Oh, yeah, we're there, too. We'll see you there.
3: Oh, i to mention real quick. I haven't uh, been mentioning much about SEMA. Uh, I know that uh, On the Trail podcast, Kevin and Scott are going to SEMA this year. Uh, I'll be there at, at SEMA. Uh, unfortunately, Josh's uh, schedule was too full to be able to join me, but, uh, there's always next year. And, um, I think that's it. I thought, so if you guys are looking to, to, uh, meet, uh, I, I, I stutter on that cause who wants to meet me. <laughs> but if you guys are looking to, uh, to meet uh, somebody from the, uh, uh, four by four radio network, uh, Kevin and Scott will be there. And I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there Tuesday and Wednesday all day.
0: But just no booths. Just roaming around, pestering the hell out of people. Hey, and while you're out roaming around pestering the hell out of people, be sure to do it while you're sporting some Jeep Talk Show gear. That's right. Have you ever had an urge to wrap yourself in Jeep Talk Show merchandise? Well, you can do it right now and, uh, well, disguise yourself or, you know, <laughs> lead the police right to you, whatever you were doing. Well, regardless, just go to JeepTalkShow.com contact and find T-shirts and iPhone and Android cases, all sorts of stuff, yoga pants and hats, and the whole kit and caboodle. It's all sporting official Jeep Talk Show logos, too. If you do get some Jeep Talk Show goodies, well, be sure and share a picture with us on, sh- on social media. We love to see you sporting our stuff.
3: You know, I just thought it's Halloween time, and if uh, we could have got some uh, Jeep Talk Show logoed bras, you could have worn it on your head, you know, like an alien-type thing, like the, like the kids from uh, Weird Science. I know, Timely Reference, the movie Timely
0: Reference, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember that? They had the, the, the bras sure on their do. head. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of stuff on your head, you got your tinfoil hat ready? Very good. Nikki G will be all up in your ear holes before you know it.
1: Holy crap, Tony. I just got this and I just started listening to it. And I love Kim Kent Bearings. I always buy them, even though it costs more. It's the best in the world. And uh, I didn't get to listen to the show because I was out on my anniversary. Uh, my wedding anniversary, 22 years with my beautiful wife. And we went out camping with the Jeep and the baby Airstream, and all we had for a cooler was this crappy little damn Coleman cooler. But it worked, but it's not near as good as them on that. Anyways, I know I'm not going to be caller number four, but uh, Timken, proven, consistent, quality, whatever the crap <laughs> it is, I can't even remember. But uh, I still love you, Joel. And I I am getting to that some racing equipment stuff, too. Uh Probably this weekend. Anyway, keep it up, you guys. Now I got to get back to the show and see how bad I screwed the damn secret phrase up. I mean, do something easy like butter, 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 you know, or parquet or butter, butter, parquet. Something like that. Anyway, love you guys. Have fun.
0: I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, we don't know who that was. We're going to call him Fabio uh, with all the butter talk there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nonetheless, uh, poor excuse for not calling in and, and uh, uh, no. getting the show downloaded. and uh, Anniversary. Obviously, <laughs> my priority is not in order. <laughs> this guy. Well, he, at least he did take the Jeep on the anniversary. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you never know. You never know what you're going to miss. That's why you should download uh, the show just as soon as humanly possible, which is usually Fridays around nine a.m. Central Time. So, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta be there. You gotta get in. And uh, oh, we're going to be announcing the uh, the winner of the uh, uh, Temkin um, Yeti cooler. I think it was a twenty eight quart cooler. Very nice giveaway, uh, like a three hundred dollar uh, item. So we'll be announcing that coming up pretty soon. Oh, did you did you miss hearing from Tammy last week, Josh? I mean, you know, she was said she was going to call in from the
0: trail, didn't she? I'm going to channel um, a line from the movie Office Space and uh, go. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> Well, we finally heard from Tammy. Apparently, the the the
3: new uh, wore off slightly of her being out uh, out on the uh, the highways and byways and uh, uh, having fun. Well, she finally
0: had to come down from the mountain and take a shower, huh? And talk to us little people. Well, what do you know? what do you know?
2: <laughs> hey, Tony and Josh, it's Tammy here, and wow, what an adventure this has been! Um, I know, I totally forgot to call in last week because um, you just kind of lose track of days um, when you're on this adventure. So it started out with plan A and we're already on like I think plan Y. Um, the, and that not that what the adventure is about? It's about the journey, not the destination. So when I was about 45 minutes from home last Saturday when I left, um, plan A went to plan C or B, C, D, Um, totally had to um, change our plans, not even 45 minutes out of the driveway. Um, Neil, of course, couldn't get Maggie Mae started um, or fixed. There's still some machinist work on the engine that needs to be done. So a friend of his loaned him his Land Rover And Neil was already like two days behind, so he was on his way to Virginia to the Overland Expo East when he had some major tire issues. So he got stuck just outside of St. Louis and couldn't get new tires for a Land Rover for like four days. So I came to St. Louis and picked him up and we did the first part of the adventure in my Jeep. Neil myself and a dog so we obviously missed Overland Expo East which was really a bummer for us but there's always a silver lining once we left the St. Louis area which by the way I got to see the arch which is really cool Um, we headed up to Ohio where LT Wright knives are. So we camped in Illinois, then we had camped at Ohio State Park. We went over and met LT Wright and his company. Oh my gosh, what a great guy. What a great company, great products. Um, We shot an interview of inside his factory, which I was really surprised at how big it was. Anyway, that's on my YouTube channel. Go check it out. I'm also having a knife giveaway. He donated a knife for our viewers. So go over, um, follow me on Facebook and Instagram and look out for the knife pictures and the giveaway. Um, So anyway, we got to tour his little facility and his camp knife set has a molly panel pouch with it. And that was made by Blue Ridge Overland Gear, which is just down the road from LT Wright Knives. So he hooked us up with Matt from, El- uh, from Blue Ridge Overland Gear and we went to go visit his facility. Just so happens, he was having dinner with Dan Greck that evening and we got invited to it. So that was so awesome. I had dinner with Dan Grek, got to talk to him, see him in person. And the cool thing was Blue Ridge Overland Gear was hosting a rooftop tent rally we got invited to, got to hang out with Dan again, got to meet some other overlanders. Um, It was so cool. There's gonna be a video soon of Blue Ridge Overland Gear and how they make these made in the USA molly pouches. So that was really cool. Then we headed on to Virginia, We're back where I started from, And we stayed with one of my YouTube fans, Henry, and his wife, Lisa, in the mountains of Virginia. And then the next day, we hit the TAT. We went through Virginia, parts of North Carolina, Tennessee, um, got to see the Jack Daniels Distillery. We met up with Sam Carrero, the founder of the TAT, and he even um, guided us a little bit on the TAT. So that was pretty cool. And then I got to meet another YouTube follower, um, Empire State Jeep Girl, Mississippi. Um, That was pretty cool. And now our plans have changed again. We're back in St. Louis, picking up the Land Rover, and we are heading to Colorado. And this is the part of the trip I'm looking forward to. I can't wait. To it's going to be really cold, but we've been sleeping in 30 degree temperatures in the tent. Um, but this time now, we're hopefully we're going to go back and. Try to start Maggie May and hit the road to Tom Woods Custom Drive Shaft and then back down south through Utah, the Four Corners, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. And maybe we can hook up with trail chasers and some other folks, but I'll keep you posted. Stay tuned to my blog where I'm updating all this on www.jeepmama.com and follow me, Neil. Um, on Instagram and Facebook and watch out for our knife giveaway so oh and Josh I do have a pillow I remembered my pillow so um this has been an emotional journey for me um it's really hard leaving my kids um it's really hard knowing that I don't have a job when I come back to um so it's you know up and down what's next for my life I have no idea um and plus relationship issues that I'm going through um it's really hard, and but it's really fun. It's life changing, and can't wait to get back and see my kids and Tony and Josh. I will hook up with you next week and give you an update on where we are. Who knows? We could be in Hawaii or Alaska by then, with the way this trip's been going. So, um, overlanding is about the adventure. It's about you know adapting. It's about being flexible. So that's what I'm working really hard at doing. So. Peace
3: out. All right, guys, So uh, we're doing actual paid subscriptions for the show. Yeah, I know paying for free stuff, but <laughs> we could use your help. We could uh, certainly use uh, stuff like this to get us to SEMA and uh, all kinds of places, maybe even Easter Jeep Safari
0: coming up this year, right, Josh? That's right. That's what's on my radar. In fact, so uh, SEMA is not going to work out this year for me. So uh, the uh, 2020 Easter Jeep Safari is on the radar. So, uh, that's what the plan is. We're going to try and make that happen. And, uh, well, the easier that's going to... Well, you guys can make that happen easier, I should say. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know you love the
3: show. You know you come here every week to find out what kind of shenanigans we're going to be doing. So, go over and subscribe. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and uh, look for that subscribe button. It's over there on the the right-hand side, just a little bit down. And, of course, you just use PayPal. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you uh, you don't want to be an uh, uh, annual subscriber... You can always uh, contact us, and we'll uh, set up uh, a one-time deal. So we've actually had somebody do that, Josh. Where they the uh, for, for one reason or I another, didn't know. They, yeah, for one reason or another, they just didn't want to do the subscription thing, but they were more than happy uh, to uh, give us some money. And and actually, they they probably gave us two years worth of, uh, of funds. So outstanding, it, yeah, it was very nice, uh, very nice of them. So go over there and uh, subscribe to the show and help. Uh, Uh, Give us a little uh, shot in the arm uh, for getting more content for the show, and a little thank you for uh, putting on a great show for you.
4: Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Johnny from Pennsylvania, and I'm glad I could make you guys laugh last last week, but uh, I have a question. Um, So occasionally my brakes were smoked, so I think the Jeep's leaking something, but I don't know what it could be. So if you guys could help me pinpoint what it could be, that'd be great. And great show, guys. Thanks. So
3: this kind of sounds like some of the break information you had in Tech Talk not too long ago about brakes getting too hot, either too hot or maybe like he's saying there's a leak.
0: Yeah, possibly. There could be any number of things going on. I mean, my first advice, first and always, is to do a good, thorough visual inspection. And if things have gotten kind of mucked up from some seals or some hoses that have been leaking, whether that be brake fluid or whether it be differential fluid, uh, I would highly recommend going down to the, you know, the the pay to the pressure wash your vehicle place and and really clean things up. Clean the axle up, clean the ends up really good. And, uh, and then you can see sort of where things are starting to leak from. Uh, when things are all cleaned up and fresh, you'll have a better understanding as to where a leak is coming from or what's happening there. Um, but, you know, again, a visual inspection, there might be something uh, right off the bat. You'll you'll see it immediately and know, okay, well, I've got to address that. Uh, it could be something like a stuck caliper. Yeah. You've got too much brake drag happening and that caliper just isn't releasing and your pad is just sort of stuck riding on uh, riding on the rotor with just a little bit too much pressure. There is some brake drag that is supposed to be there ordinarily, um, but uh, but there could be too much pressure there because the caliper's stuck and the pad's overheating, and then you get that, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a burnt pad smell and, and all that sort of stuff. So, a number of things could be happening. Um, start with inspection. Get in there. Really look things are over. If you can't see anything right off the bat. Get everything all cleaned up really good. Uh, give it another day or two, and you should be able to find out what's going on.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't sound like you think it's uh, heat-related, but that's what it. Hit my head uh, when you originally uh, when I originally heard this voicemail. So uh, remember, you can actually uh, touch the wheel, but be very careful about doing that because it can be very hot. Very hot, hundreds of degrees. Yeah, and you could get a second or third degree burn. But you know how you touch something just real quick, or maybe even just smell it because you can finger first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know whatever you do on your time. Um, But but if you go and get one of those IR uh, thermometers. Where you can just point it at a distance. Like Twenty bucks from Harbor yes, Freight. Yes. And, and and just even if it's not the problem, get one of those and keep it. You'd be surprised how much you can use it for all kinds of things.
0: But you'd be able to diagnose your brake issue really quick. Also, oh, yeah. too, you could uh, measure the temperature of your driver's side rotor and compare that to the temperature of the passenger side rotor. And if one's like 150 degrees hotter than the other one, well, you know, you got something going on over there. Yeah. And of course, uh,
3: tw- I don't know, for the Cherokee, uh, it's like 20 bucks to get the new caliper. So that makes it real easy. And bleeding brakes is real simple. But look oh. on the inside of your tires, because if there is a, uh, a leak from the... Um, um, a caliper, yeah. If there's a leak from the caliper, you'll often see streaks of uh, brake uh, fluid uh, radiating out from the center on the tires. So there's all kinds of things that you can do to,
0: look to, to figure that out. That could also be an indication you have a leaky axle seal as well. well so yeah, um, I think think so, Yeah. Mean, I think it's more likely the, the brake, though.
3: I think that happens more you're, often.
0: You're 100% right. It, it is more likely um, you're going to see that sort of a pattern from the brake. Uh, unless the axle seal just blew out For whatever reason and you got all of a sudden A, a whole bunch of fluid coming down the tube But that is a lot more unlikely than uh, than The brake itself, a caliper or One of the hoses leaking, so yeah, check it out Let us know what you find. Oh, absolutely, that's
3: what I was Going to say, I'd like to know what it what it turned out to be You got tech questions?
0: Ah, uh, what do I have? We have answers Oh, that's good I think, I, It's Tech Talk with Jeep right talk Yahoo! Now, if your Jeep is equipped with Homelink, which usually consists of three buttons, either in the overhead console or in the driver's sun visor, and is often accompanied by a small house symbol, well, then you have the ability to use your Jeep's built-in transmitters to operate such things as your garage door opener. Now, if you've bought your Jeep uh, and you're not the first or second owner, well, there's a chance you may not know how to set this up. The owner's manual might be missing. Maybe it was just never that important to you never got around to it. It's actually very easy. And we're going to go over the steps with you right now. All you need to be is uh, all you need to have really is to be in your Jeep and to have both the keys um, or have the keys to your Jeep and the garage door opener you wish to mimic with the Jeep's HomeLink system. Uh, simply turn the ignition to the on and run position, and while holding down the HomeLink button you wish to program, hold the opener within one to three inches of the HomeLink button you are programming, and hold both buttons down simultaneously. There is almost always a little status LED um, that is uh, with the HomeLink system, so. Uh, That is going to flash slowly at first, but then it will flash rapidly when the programming is complete. Release both buttons, and you're all set up. Now, this may take 30 seconds or so before the programming is complete, so uh, have some patience. Don't give up after just a few seconds, and, you know, hopefully your thumbs don't get too tired. Now, to verify the programming that you just did, press and hold the HomeLink button that you just programmed. If the LED stays on, well, then you're all set. If you have a newer garage door opener, one that was built after 1995, I know that's kind of a ways back, or that has a rolling code system, well you do need to take an additional step. On the garage door motor itself, you will need to locate the learn or train button. It's usually right about where the antenna is and it may be behind an easily removable panel, uh, sometimes like over by where your light bulbs would be put in or something like that. You wanna press this button. You now have 30 seconds to get to the home link button. So move like the wind, but don't fall off the ladder. Okay, now press the home link button twice holding it down for two seconds each time. If the link is established, the garage door will operate. If it does not, you will need to press the button a third time, again for two seconds. This all needs to happen within 30 seconds of you pressing that button on your garage door opener motor itself. So, hope you have some help there or are really fast. Now, you should (laughs) be all linked up after that. So, happy door opening, my Frello Jeeper. I hope this helps. So, I'm assuming that you want the Jeep either in the garage or out of the garage, but not halfway. (laughs) Well, certainly not down the block. Uh, You know, uh, you know, pretty much anywhere near the driveway, I think is going to be okay. In the driveway, near the driveway, it would
3: come in contact with the garage door.
0: (laughs) Oh well, yes, no, not halfway. Yes, correct. Very, very good. Very good advice, Tony. Yeah, not, not halfway in and halfway out the garage. (laughs) You, you do want the uh, the garage door to be all, all clear and free. And and oh yeah, those little laser sensors. uh, Make sure you don't have the kids tricycle uh, sitting in front of that. Otherwise, you uh, you may get some uh, you know false negatives there or whatever how that goes. You,
3: it's not going to work. <laughs> so the Homelink system was that uh, Wranglers,
0: Renegades, uh, Grand Cherokees, uh- primarily in the Grand Cherokees. I, I do know that they came across. I mean, in the Liberties and the and the Compasses and and other ve- uh, other vehicles. I don't think that they're in the Wranglers. Now the newer generation. Uh, JLs and the JT might have some HomeLink uh, built into the systems. I actually don't know that for sure. So um, this is, uh, you know, a little bit of an older system. Um, so if you do have a Jeep with HomeLink, this is how you hook it up.
3: That's really cool. I I never heard about
0: this before. So uh, a great bit of information here on uh, Tech Talk. I have heard too. So if you are super technically inclined. Uh, you can pull a Homelink system out of an older Jeep, out of another Jeep, and put it into an older Jeep if you want. There is a, uh, a fair amount of write-ups online that, that can outline how this is done. A uh, much higher skill level is going to be involved with this. Uh, so, I mean, if you're not very familiar with vehicle wiring and are very comfortable with doing these kinds of modifications and stuff, uh, that will be something that is beyond your skill set. But it is possible. It is out there. So if that sounds like something that you want to uh, incorporate into your Jeep, well, it, it can be done.
3: I have a very similar uh, setup on my uh, my Jeep uh, XJ through the home link. It's a uh, remote that clips onto my Visor and I right. press that button <laughs> Funny I've got I have The same system and, Tony and that's I the- don't Have to be technically inclined other than getting That clip on the visor because that Gets kind of tough you got to you know bend it and, Not Just
0: right I know I've walked <laughs> it on the front Or on the side I don't, <laughs> don't know but just if you Got the, the instruction but manual. if you got
3: the home link Button that would really be cool to use It so yeah, that's, it's, that is, that's much
0: lower profile Kind of tucked out of the way
3: yeah yeah oh Look you're special you got a little special button For the garage
0: I just <laughs> I just put mine on the visor so yeah that's uh, that's really cool well have you do you have anything to add to this maybe you have a question for tech talk that you would like to be addressed just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message are you tired of all that noise from those other
1: shows? I think you have to keep
0: that rig at the now you can relax to the pleasing
3: tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you
1: got Dana 60s and
3: 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. You
5: know you can use some with them with them super
0: swamp. And if you're tired of all that other stuff, uh, and a thing with the tech's big old tires and a the lot. then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more.
5: You need
0: to give me a beer. Yeah, that was seriously one of of the more funner uh, (laughs) promos that we recorded over the years. Yeah, we we need to do another (laughs) one like that. Hey, when it comes to putting the power down in your Jeep, your tires are where the rubber meets the road. Or uh, rocks, probably. (laughs) Mud, sand, and snow for that matter, too. Wherever you like the wheel, tire size and tread pattern are two very important factors to keep in mind whenever you decide to choose that next set of meets for your Jeep. Consequently, the riders of Extreme Terrain have been hard at work crafting their library of technical guides, providing a valuable informational resource to Jeepers everywhere. Today, Extreme Terrain is proud to show off their Jeep Tire Tech Guide on the Jeep Talk Show podcast as part of their October Jeep Talk Show sponsorship. Click on the link in today's Jeep Talk Show show notes for episode 408 for Extreme Terrain's tire guide packed with charts, videos, and all the info you can handle on Jeep Wrangler tires. The
3: J-Bar is a Jeep Wrangler hardtop removal hoist system. Rugged, lightweight, and simple to use. The J-Bar is all in one solution to easily remove and store your Jeep Wrangler's hardtop. The J-Bar fits both two-door and four-door models from 2007 to current. We can also custom fit the J-Bar cables to fit older models. J-Bars are manufactured in their shop located right here in the USA. The J-Bar kit comes with a manual winch so you can install your J-Bar in an area without power. You can use a battery-powered drill to quickly and precisely raise and lower your expensive Jeep top or by hand using the handle. The kit comes with the j J-Bar padded straps, winch with 25 foot of cable, ceiling mount, and all the hardware and pulleys to have a complete top removal system that will last for years. If you want to use your own winch, the non-kit is for you. The non-kit comes with J-Bar and padded straps. Great for do-it-yourselfer, but when you still want the security and safety of a well-designed top removal system. Don't have a Wrangler, but you have a Gladiator? Well, there's a J-Bar solution for that as well. Just visit www.jbar.com. That's the letter J-B-A-R.com
0: right now and see which J-Bar solution is right for you. Nexen Tire. A leading global tire manufacturer announced that its Rodian MTX tire was recognized with an award in the transportation category at the 2018 Good Design Awards. The Rodian MTX was highly recognized for its distinctive design of the machine and beast, dual sidewalls, versatile for on- and off-road driving that offered the customers the freedom to choose their design according to their preference and vehicle type. Rodian MTX's solid and aggressive design is also suited to provide durability and comfort with its patented noise-canceling technology. The tire is strategically designed to avoid repetitive tread block contact that significantly reduces tire noise. The MTX offers three-ply carcasses or three layers of sidewall protection that is designed specifically to offer more stability and durability when hauling heavy loads. The Nexen Rodian MTX comes in many different sizes, but for us off-road type, the M- Rodian MTX comes in 33, 35, and 37-inch diameters. Check out the Nexen tire USA.com site for specific diameter and wheel sizes. That's NexenTireUSA.com.
3: You know, I've uh, been driving on my Nexon's uh, Rodian MTXs for a week now, and I am still as impressed as shit with them, Josh. Uh, it, they are just so damn smooth. They are so quiet. And uh, keep in mind, uh, kiddies, I paid for these. This wasn't a freebie. So <laughs> uh, the, re- the review I'm giving you is going to be an accurate one, and I'm really looking forward uh, to to uh, uh, trying them out off road up at Barnwell uh, Off Road Recreation Park this weekend. So uh, tune in next week and you'll get a little uh, information on how they
0: performed off road and on the rocks. Yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to hear that. Hey, last week we interviewed. Well, we had Timken on the show, and big thanks again to Michael Gromosiak for coming on the show uh, from Timken and for uh, providing the great giveaway. And, well, if you missed out, well, you definitely missed out because Timken was giving away a Yeti cooler that's right a Yeti cooler from Timken and well uh, you had to call in and be number four with the phrase that pays we immediately started getting calls this one blew out of the water and uh, we got a ton of voicemails from this uh, and uh, and well we have an announcement to make and who the winner is
1: yeah Tony i tell you what uh, the lucky caller uh, number four we'd like them to say Timken consistent proven quality Timken consistent proven quality Hey guys, I'm about to give away Timpkin Consistent Proven Quality. Y'all have a good one. Hey
4: guys, this is Dean. I'm just calling in for your
5: uh, hopefully caller number four for the Timpkin Consistent Proven Technology Yeti.
1: Yes, the phrase to win Timpkin Consistent Proven Quality. Hey, this is DJ. I'm software is of the Yeti Cooler of Timpkin Consistent Proven Quality. It's a grand slam! Uh-huh. So Josh, Grand slam.
3: <laughs> so, Josh, I just mentioned this because it's gonna uh, it's gonna torque some people off. <laughs> that was the order, the exact order of the calls that we received. Oh. so they're played from first to fifth, and there's five calls because, as you heard, one person didn't get the the phrase that pays correctly, so they didn't count. So the the fourth caller was actually going to be the winner if the third caller had done it done it correctly. No! <laughs> <Ow! laughs> but, that's, but that's part of the chance.
0: That's part of the fun of uh, doing, right. the, doing the giveaway. That's so. right. Yep. <laughs> Got to pay attention to the details. So, Josh, so with-
3: who was the winner? Uh, and, uh, you know,
0: that reminds me of an interesting story. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I was going to say with no further ado, and let me tell you about the one time that I know uh, from uh, Athens, Tennessee It's DJ DJ H from Athens, Tennessee won our Yeti cooler giveaway from Timken and big thanks again from uh, Michael Gromosiak and Timken uh, for providing that awesome giveaway. And congratulations, DJ. You can still get some free Timken
3: giveaways because I'm going to be taking t-shirts and Timken stickers To the Barnwell Off Road event uh, this weekend uh, in Gilmer, Texas. So, if you're going to be up there and you see the big red Jeep with a big Jeep Talk Show sticker, tell me that you want a shirt or a sticker or both, and I'll tell you. I'm sorry, we're all out. (laughs) So so hit me hit me up as soon as you see me because uh, and 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 Josh, there's a little bit of a a possibility. I'm having a few Nexon items
0: to give away. Not a set of tires or anything, but but some
3: uh, some little little knickknacks, little Nixon uh, branded stuff. So goodies. uh, Big thanks to everybody.
0: Everybody likes goodies.
3: Yeah, big thanks to Paul for uh, at the last minute uh, shipping out a a FedEx of all that stuff. Supposed to come in tomorrow, so uh, I should have them right before the uh, the travel up on Saturday.
0: Outstanding.
6: From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show Interview.
3: hi boys and girls. Tonight we're going to be talking with Patrick. Uh, and, uh, well, Patrick has owned his 2004 Jeep Wrangler LJ since 2016 and has become involved in the local off-road community, including supporting the NEA, Northeast Association of Four-Wheel Drive Clubs, COREC, Connecticut Off-Road Enthusiast Coalition, and is uh, an admin for the Facebook group called uh, Wheel Northeast, which is dedicated to safe, legal, and responsible wheeling in the Northwest region. You know, the safe, legal, responsible, this doesn't sound like any fun, Patrick.
5: (laughs) I know, it sounds like a little bit too official (laughs) or... uh well, when you, when you
3: use the yeah. word coalition, I mean, you know, that just sounds like uh, uh, <laughs> a desert storm operation or something.
5: Yeah, it's got a little <laughs> more badass edge to it. I guess I'm going to have to work on that.
3: <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so, Patrick, thank you a lot for being with us. Now, you actually filled out the form or a little Google form that we have over at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact because uh, we often say everybody has a story. We encourage people to go over to, over to our site and fill out that form, which you did. And I, I just want to thank you so much for, for doing that and joining us tonight.
5: Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate
3: it. Now, uh you mentioned before we started recording here that you've never heard the show, right?
5: Oh, yeah, no, I've never heard it <laughs> 304
6: times.
3: <laughs> yeah, Patrick was uh, was telling me that uh, he's listened all the way back to the beginning, which I immediately apologized for <laughs> cuz it just wasn't very good at the start. But uh once the, uh, Josh uh, joined it improved and then uh, with Tammy it uh, it got a lot more fun. So, Patrick, tell us something about your uh, uh, Northeast, uh, the Wheel of Northeast organization.
5: Well, basically, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I got the, the Jeep about four years ago. Um, and just to kind of fast forward through, you know, that part of it, um, you I know, started off wheeling like a lot of people do. You know, you get on Facebook, you're like, hey, you know, I just bought a Jeep, where can we go? And then you hook up with some friends and you wind up legaling and wheeling in places you're not. Necessarily supposed to wheel, you know, and not really knowing any better sometimes right off the bat so from there I got into, um, an NEA club and uh, Started experiencing, you know, what I consider to be real wheeling. Um, it's it's far beyond any of the uh, local You know unofficial or illegal wheeling that that takes place here in Connecticut um and some of the surrounding areas um And as I you know got out there wheeling and everything and friends and and acquaintances through Facebook and, and you know actual personal friendship ask me hey you know where are you where are you going? Where are you doing all this wheeling? And it's kind of hard to say. It's like you know the deal. It's like you you don't want to share the spot. You know, because then <laughs> the like next the, thing you know it's like the fishing everybody's hole. <laughs> there. Yeah exactly. You show up you're like oh my god I told everybody about this fishing place. Now everybody's here. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Um so I said, you know what, I wonder if there's a page for this. And I started looking around I'm like, well, this page, they're all going out and they're, they're wheeling power lines, which that's trespassing.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: These people are crossing through, you know, rivers where they're not supposed to be. Well, that's not really okay. And I didn't want to create a page that is, you know, like, a, like I said, a spot share, like, you don't want people, everybody on Facebook going like, oh, now all of a sudden they're there. So I decided, well, you know, what? I'm just going to go ahead and create my own page and um i wanted to figure out a way to bring people together that people who want to wheel give them a way to get with people who are already wheeling the right way and put them together it was it started off pretty much as simple as that
3: have you guys done anything with uh tread lightly maybe brought somebody in from tread lightly to actually uh go over what uh wheeling properly is do you have any instruction on that or you just uh uh, take their beer away if they're not driving properly (laughs)
5: we definitely promote uh the tread lightly um ideas and you know ways of of going out there and doing things and you know packing out more than you bring in and you know treating the trails with respect um we haven't actually had anybody really come in and uh do like a presentation or anything like that but we definitely encourage people to um to to tread to tread lightly to to wheel responsibly um and to not just go out there and you know tear things up and ruin it for the next guy
3: right well it's always fun to go out there and do that but that's whenever things starts getting shut down and eventually your your jeep or any four-wheel drive uh, uh, uh off-road uh Uh, vehicle is uh, uh, regulated uh, back to the 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 pavement and nobody wants that i mean well i mean i guess some people do they don't mind that so much uh, the people that don't take their their vehicles off-road but uh, for those of us that want to it's nice to have that freedom and you you just just don't want to mess it up for everybody else now you guys exactly this is this is northeast but you also i also saw the thing about the Correct which is connecticut so your organization or your group is in the connecticut area
5: yeah, I mean, uh, I consider Wheel Northeast to be just that. It, it's I didn't want to call it Wheel New England because I didn't want to limit it to that. I wanted it to be able to kind of spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have members on the page, um, the people that are active members on the page that are actually in the Northeast area. Kind of ranges all the way from you know Pennsylvania all the way up into Maine, and, and a lot of you know the in between. But we have even got people from uh, you know all over the country that just. They, you know, they joined the page just to kind of see what's up. Um, but we've got this one guy from uh, Sri Lanka. Oh, um, wow. Who I've kind of become a uh, personal contact with him. We've shared a lot of stories back and forth. He's got like a, I forget the exact model of it, but it's a, um, it's a Mitsubishi Jeep, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a vehicle that, that's that's still manufactured up until a certain point where he's from. And that's kind of what they have available to them. And he's shown me the stuff that he's done with his vehicle and the wheeling he's done there and it's it's uh, it's really interesting to talk to somebody that's doing the same thing you know halfway across the world um you share the same passion so um, i've had a lot of interesting conversations with him
3: so uh I, I, to circle back to something you said I, I i didn't know that you've only had a jeep for four years yes wow so you really got into it with both hands
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I wanted a Jeep for a while, um, and I really, really wish I'd gotten into it a, a, a way sooner than I did. Because um, it got me into a group of people that... um, Everybody in the community that I've met has been, has been great. Everybody helps everybody else out, for the most part. You get a couple of knuckleheads here and there, but everybody is out there to have a good time and help each other out and help each other keep having a good time you get a lot of people that bring spare parts and they're handing them off to each other when they break so that we can all keep going um and it's just a, a wonderful wonderful community up here of people uh to to go and spend time with uh wheeling and not wheeling
3: right well the whole jeep community seems to be a very uh Tight knit family. Uh, and of course, you always have those uh, those black sh- uh, black jeeps. I started to say those black sheep of the family. But yeah. uh, the vast majority are very friendly and and more than willing to help. Right. So, uh, uh, how many events have you uh, have you guys had, or is it an actual event, or is it just like a get together and, and go off and have some fun?
5: Um, well, the page has always been you know from day one just more of a way to connect people in the off road community with each other. And also to help connect the, the newer people that are just getting into off-roading with people that are going to help them along. Um, but the page also has, you know, a lot of the members and officers from all of the clubs in the region are on the page. So most of what goes on there is, um, we'll, you know, we'll talk to each other about uh, tech stuff, builds, tires, uh, components. We'll talk about, you know, Hey, you know, we were on this trail and, and, oh yeah, I remember this spot. So there's a lot of trail talk. There's a lot of tech talk. There's, there's questions, there's bragging, there's ball busting, (laughs) plenty of ball busting, you can't, you know, can't have any fun if you're not doing that. Um, so it's, it's, and we definitely share events on the page. There's a lot of, you know, if a clubs putting on an open run or if there's a benefit run, um, if there's a. Um, a charity event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, anything that's anything that has anything to do with off-roading in this area uh, has been shared on the page.
3: So really, it's just uh, a, a an area to communicate uh, uh, for the folks that are in the group, and uh, it's a good way for if you're in the the Northeast to find out about events that are happening in your area. Not necessarily events that you guys are putting on, but just stuff that you can do in the area. This this would be a really good. Uh, for the new jeeper or for a jeeper that's new to the area because they, they don't have the contacts yet. And uh, they could go to your, uh, your uh, Facebook page and uh, get, get clued in on what's going on, it sounds like.
5: Yeah, exactly. In fact, I've got one, um, at least one good personal success story that happened very recently. About uh, within like the last nine months, I want to say, I was out meeting with a bunch of people at the local Mickey D's getting ready to, to go drive off to where we're going to go wheel this guy pulls in and this bright green brand spanking new uh jl and uh i'm like wow it's a beautiful color it's brand spanking new a still shiny it, I, it was practically just driven off the lot right guy jumps out because walking over he's like hey you guys look like you're getting ready to go somewhere I'm like yeah we're actually <laughs> we're going right up into uh you know the next state over to go do some off roading he's like oh wow so So how do I get into that? I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're getting ready to leave like right now, but give me your phone number. I'll text you a link to my Facebook page, Wheel Northeast. You can get on there and basically you just say, Hey, this is what I got. This is where I'm from. And a club, somebody on the page is going to pipe up and say, Hey, we're, we're near you. Um, This is what we do. So on and so forth. And next thing you know, fast forward to now, he's his JL is on like he's got crazy suspension upgrades. He's running uh I think he's running King Shocks now, uh King coilovers. And uh I want to say he's on like 37 inch tires. <laughs> and he I've wheeled with him several times and he sends it. He puts this thing through uh obstacles that like guys in almost almost buggy level stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and he's just he's just taking that Rubicon right through. And the things it's not even it's not even six months, eight months, nine months old by now. Oh my Um, god. So that was my one good personal, you know, success story. This guy Bob Pfeiffer, he's just it's awesome. I I love wheeling with a guy. He loves the community. It's and it was that was his little his little success of getting, you know, literally like walked up to somebody, asked a question, next thing you know, he's he's in a club and he's having a good time.
3: That is wonderful. He certainly sounded like he was uh, uh, ready to get into the Jeep life. Uh, Is it a young fellow, a middle age, or
5: uh, is he? I'd say he's a middle age. He's a little older than me. He's probably in his mid-50s, I want to say. I see that a lot. People
3: that have wanted to get into Jeeps, and uh, actually whenever uh, my wife and I went to go to get a Jeep, we were looking at a Wrangler. And we had two little girls uh, that were three and four years old. So I said, "Hey, let's get this uh, this four door. We can always get a Wrangler later." So that yeah. didn't that didn't happen. You know how things in life occur. Uh, we did have the Cherokee, and uh, with uh, I guess it was like five or seven years ago, I picked up a uh, a TJ uh, for my wife. And when I was going to buy that, she says, uh, "I don't know if I should drive that or not. I th- I'm I'm too old for that, you know, aren't I?" And I said. Why? You've wanted a Wrangler or uh, yeah, you've wanted a Jeep all your life. We got this Cherokee. Here's your opportunity to have the the Wrangler, the TJ that you wanted. Why would you not do that? Why would you not enjoy your life at any point in your life? So uh, she was him and Han. I said, fine, I'm going to buy it and, and I'll have two Jeeps. You can drive it if you want to. So guess, <laughs> guess who loves her Jeep <laughs>
5: Oh <yeah. laughs> and yeah. drives it my, everywhere? My girlfriend actually has her own Wrangler, too. She's got a 2000 TJ that's built very similar to how mine is built. And, uh, you know, the first couple of times she went out, she did a lot of, you know, passenger time in my vehicle. And then, you know, she just, she pays attention uh, and, and, and listened and took, a, took a, a lot of the input and suggestions and everything. So by the time she got behind the wheel on her own... I basically looked in my rearview mirror and like I would watch her go over an obstacle and make sure she's okay. Now I just look in my rearview mirror to make sure she's still
3: there. Right. Didn't, didn't have <laughs> a, she's, a trail she's got issue it under or something. Control, you know? Right. That's great. So uh, when you when is the next thing you guys are going out on?
5: Um, we actually the next thing I'm going on would be there's a uh, NEA meeting coming up. Um, where they have the, they have a quarterly meeting uh, for the Northeast Association of uh, Four Wheel Drive Clubs. Um, and they vote on things. Um, they vote on actually right now they're doing a vote for, uh, the entire board of directors, uh, coming up and that's, uh, in the second Saturday of November. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically as an NEA member, if you're on their forum, which is not on Facebook, um, but if you're a member, you have access to this forum, you go in there and you look and you can, you sign up to be, uh, to off road for that event, um, once that fills up. Well, then everybody who's going is just going to vote and discuss at the meeting. Um, so that's that's pretty much the the next big thing that's going on right now, aside from a Eastern Four Wheelers run, uh, which is that's most of the runs are are like member only. But you know, when you say it, member,
3: when you say member only, are you talking about the uh, NEA members or?
5: Yeah, the particular uh, NEA club, like uh, one of the clubs that I'm in is called Eastern Four Wheelers. Um, so if you're a member of that club, they schedule runs throughout the year and it's basically mostly exclusive to members, although, um, they will allow guests, um, up to a point, you know, they don't want it to turn into a, you know, a 40 or 50 vehicle run on a tight little property where everybody's just bumping into each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so in this area, club wheeling is kind of what's, what gives you more access to good wheeling, Um, unlike other parts of the country where it's it's a little bit more free in other parts of the country you can pretty much um even up in like you know maine from vermont uh new hampshire you can pretty much just get in your jeep and go find a place get a get yourself a map and and go whereas here in connecticut um and parts of the surrounding areas uh, everything's really kind of shut down so if you're not in a club with access to private property you're not really going to wheel anything good uh without you know, potentially getting a ticket, you know, for trespassing and things like that. Connecticut's a tough state as far as as uh, as far as off-roading goes. And even at that, you know, a lot of the wheeling that I do that is with my clubs, there's only a handful of properties in Connecticut. And a lot of them are in um, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire. It's all beautiful wheeling up there, too.
3: Oh, I um, bet. Especially during the so, fall. Yeah. I bet you it's actually uh, absolutely gorgeous. So
5: do you guys oh, do yeah. any, uh, any snow wheeling? I have. Um, there's... Um, a lot of us have. Some of uh, some of the clubs are like, "Oh well, since we're kind of winding down for the season," I'm like, "Uh, yeah, no." The other club I'm in, they're going to wheel all winter. Sure. <laughs> it definitely makes it interesting. It turns a green trail into a blue or a black very quickly. Oh, I bet. Um, especially you know, you're driving over snow. You don't know how deep the puddle underneath that snow is. Mm-hmm, <laughs> until right. You're in it.
3: So, if uh, if somebody wanted to join some of these local clubs and they're they're either new to jeeping or new to the area, uh, would that information be on your uh, Facebook page in your Facebook group?
5: It would. I mean, at the moment we're com- we're compiling a list of uh, all of the clubs in the area, and they're a whole region really. Um, and what their what their requirements are, their vehicle requirements or personal requirements in some cases. Um, so it'll be things like you know what's the minimum tire size and the minimum number of lockers and recovery points, et cetera, for this particular club. Most of them are very similar. Um, some of them are lighter just because they want, you know, they want it to be accessible to the the more stock type yeah. of vehicle as opposed to heavily modified. Yeah. When you
3: start We've talking lockers, that that's. Definitely
5: uh... more. Yeah. There's definitely clubs that are more restrictive. Um, there's one called Rockaholics. They require, <laughs> uh, uh i'm pretty sure their requirements are like 35s two lockers and you need to not care about any of your sheet metal anymore because it's just <laughs> gonna be
3: well you don't want to hear no whining it's the, you're gonna no, get damaged exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> but my fender yeah yeah suck it up buttercup go send it
6: <laughs>
5: um but yeah they could easily go to the page um wheel northeast and and say hey this is where i'm from Um, This is what I have and this is what I'm interested in doing. And uh, typically there's somebody that's going to pipe in and and either they're either going to suggest their own club or they're going to say, hey, I know that club over there is interested in what you want to go do. Mm -hmm. You'll go there and you'll have a good time.
3: So is this a, a public group, a closed group? How would you actually go about uh, joining the uh, Wheel uh, Northeast? Which I'm really trying hard not to say Northwest. I love saying West <laughs> instead of East. Uh, the Wheel Northeast uh, Facebook group. How would you go about joining?
5: Well, once you go there, um, you click Join, and there's three pretty, you know, rudimentary, basic, simple questions to answer. Um, I think it's more; they're more there to keep the the bots out. You know? Oh, yeah. Or, so you just go in there you answer the three questions you're in um and that's basically it you just get in there and then you then you can post up all you want
3: it goes through an approval process a moderator or an admin has to approve them so it's not it's not instant access so just so the people that are not familiar with facebook groups right you just do a a search
5: group but you can see who's members who who are members um and there's a certain amount of access you do have as when you're not in yet uh just like any other facebook page but, uh, but yeah, you just go in, answer the questions, and, uh, and you're in.
3: So you can just go over to Facebook and just do a search for Wheel Northeast and uh, look for a group called that. And then go over Absolutely. there and, and hit the join button and answer those uh, three simple questions. I know one of the questions on the Jeep Talk Show group is boxer or briefs? So we don't, <laughs> we don't, uh, we're not really real technical about who we let in. It's just pretty much everybody. Uh, so uh, they just go over there and join up. And I would assume that you guys don't mind what part of the country or world, for that matter, uh, that join this group. Uh, uh, there may be some folks uh, that are uh, maybe a little south or a little uh, west of you guys. That if they want to make the drive, they'd be welcome to uh, come out as well.
5: Absolutely. Actually, uh, somebody I uh, was on a national jeep page and somebody from texas uh posted on that page stating that they were going to um coming to connecticut either connecticut or massachusetts mm-hmm. um at a certain time this summer and they said listen here's what you want to do jump on my page tell them what you're going to do and and when you're going to be around and somebody here should be able to hook you up and i'm pretty sure she did. She joined the page. I saw her post. People were answering, so she was able to come up from Texas, hook up with some people that were like-minded, and she went and you know, on whatever trip it was that she went on, whatever trails she went on. On and from what I can remember, she had a good time. You know, so it was, that was kind of a nice little out of out of the area success story, if you will.
3: Now, are we already in your in your area? Or are you already out of fall? Are we now talking about snow and ice and? Uh, uh, yetis and stuff that are coming out uh, or, or or is there still time to get up there And maybe do some wheeling with all the, the Beautiful fall colors
5: uh, We're running out of color in the area Where I am right now um, I think a little bit more south of me like the south part of the State is still uh, kind of in Prime color mm-hmm. um, But uh, but yeah we still, we still got a little bit cause There's a few leaves left on the trees yet
3: So if you guys are, are looking to Maybe take a beautiful scenic uh, Off-roading event uh, up in the, uh, the northeast, uh, then this, this time, uh, or I guess, I guess actually a little bit sooner, like maybe into September, uh, beginning of October would be the time to go. And I'm sure you guys will still be around. So uh, if you, if you want to get in some snow wheeling, which I think it would be a blast. Now, I'm down here in southeast Texas. I've literally seen snow on the ground of, uh, of five inches at least uh, four times in my life. And uh, it was, like, in the 70s. <laughs> so, uh, I have yeah. not seen snow, and I definitely haven't driven in it. I think it would be uh, very interesting. Uh, of course, you guys would go, ah, snow, uh ah, ice. I'd go, this is so cool. This is so great. I've never done this yeah. before. <laughs> it,
5: it becomes really fun really fast. In fact, just a real quick little uh, funny story about uh, wheeling up here in the, in the winter.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: A friend had, had showed up with um, – he decided to uh, – gorilla glue uh some hockey pucks onto his uh lower bump stops Uh to, to create kind of a bump stop yeah and um they worked for like a minute um he's trying to climb up this obstacle and this whole situation was unbeknownst to us up until this point we're like spotting him over this rock and he's pulling up and he's bouncing up and down all of a sudden there's hockey pucks sliding down the trail. I'm like, what was that? I, I, I gorilla glued a couple hockey pucks in for a bump stop. And I'm like, wow, we went wheeling and a freaking hockey match broke out. How does that happen? Anyway, you're going to want to go a little more passenger and give it a little bump.
3: <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Now, uh, you know how the kids love the social media. Uh, are you guys on the social media besides the, the, the Facebook group uh, Wheel Northeast?
5: we just, uh, added, um, being on Instagram, uh, actually like this week pretty much. Um, so it's a little bit in in its infancy over there, but, uh, if you wanted to go over there, you could go to wheel underscore Northeast, uh, and you could choose to follow us. We'll usually throw a follow back and, uh, we should have some, I'm going to try and keep some good content going on there as well. You know, um, pictures of, you know, try to, trying to show honor and respect to people on the page. Like, Hey, you know, these are the, these are the stars of our page and this is, this is what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, and people will be able to go and see uh, what people are doing, bouncing off the rocks and flipping over, and <laughs> everything else we do over there.
3: Yeah. So, oh, and uh, just and really, this I don't think that you guys have restrictions on what Jeeps can come out. But uh, some people would be concerned about that. Uh, is it is it just Wranglers or Wranglers, Cherokees, the older Cherokees, or do you do you have any restrictions?
5: We actually have zero restrictions. I when I uh, and <laughs> this may not be helpful to. Uh, i don't know the 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 whole jeep thing but when i originally built the page i didn't want it to be even brand specific i wanted it to be strictly off-road specific i wanted everybody to be in there i wanted all the you know the 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 toyotas and the samurai the boosted samurai and the the jeeps and you know the xjs and the wranglers and everybody to be able to go on that
3: absolutely
5: Um, that's a great idea yeah just don't go on the page and call yourself a uh, a soft rotor uh because that's not going to end very well for you it <laughs> kind of goes south it's, <laughs> it's <a soft laughs> somebody rotor. came in with something that was like just a a little more than and i i i'm not judgmental i if 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 that's your thing if you want to run dirt roads in a subaru that's cool you know have yeah. a blast yeah. everybody kind of has to wheel at their own level but Unfortunately, we've got some sharks and piranhas on the page that are going to eat you alive. Know, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some pretty hardcore guys on there. Sure. Know, and they're, but they're all still they're good guys. Um, just the level of busting doesn't always get taken well by people. No,
3: who aren't ready for it. No, no. The, and they've probably all <laughs> heard a lot of they're it before. Off. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not judgmental either, at least not officially. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, Patrick, thank you so much for being with us tonight, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, making the time and coming on here and talking about uh, the uh, Facebook group Wheel Northeast. Just do a search on uh, on there, and uh, we'll actually have a link in our show notes tonight so that you can just click and go, jeeptalkshow.com, uh, and uh, look for uh, this episode. Oh, by the way, Josh, before we uh, butcher Patrick's last name again, he did send me an email <laughs> that said that his, his last name is pronounced... Uh, chassis, just like a car chassis,
0: or I—I oh, I would, well, I I would think you sure would say I've Jeep chassis. that up, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Patrick Chassis, for spreading the word about responsible wheeling and for coming on the show to talk about Wheel Northeast. You guys want to join that? Well, it is a a group on Facebook. You can get in on the action, help spread the word about responsible wheeling and, and all that sort of stuff, and see all uh, see all the cool things that Wheel Northeast is doing up there. Hey, do you have an idea for a guest? Are you a Jeep Club president? Or maybe you work in the off-road industry or know somebody who does. Maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show just to tell your own Jeep story. Heck, everybody's got one. We want to hear yours. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. And as you just heard the interview, that's exactly what Patrick did. He went over there and filled out the information and we had him on the show.
3: Everybody's got a story to tell. From the mind of Nikki
6: G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, all I gotta say is uh, when Bill's done putting Johnny's bumper on, uh, Johnny, can you send him down my way? I've got some light yard work I need done, and uh, <laughs> possibly the gutters need cleaned. And uh, oh, yeah. if we're starting a, a Lona personality program, uh, can you send Josh down this way, Tony? I need somebody to sit on my couch and eat cereal, which uh, is the perfect way to dog sit Sir Craps a lot, to make sure he doesn't get up on the couch and eat my cereal. But that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> Call today, i calling today to tell you that uh, I test probed a new Gladiator this weekend, and i tell you, I didn't like it. I, I had a hard time trying to figure out how to buckle the seatbelt, and then it just clicked. Oh. <sighs> all right boys and girls i'll uh chat you later you have a good one bye nikki g is here just to make my jokes look less
0: dad like or something i do was a groaner goodness gracious oh man love but that's not the why, nikki why i'm g. calling yeah i know five minutes in that's not why i'm calling <laughs>
4: Hey, my name is Jason, and I'm calling because Timken consistent, proven quality, is awesome. And actually, I do have a story about Timken. Good, because you so didn't know Jason. A couple years Jason. ago, like five years ago, um, my friend, he was a Jeep Cherokee, and he was feeling something in the front uh, steering that he just couldn't kind of nail down. So he said, hey, it could be your bearings. And that can't be my bearings. I just replaced my 12,000 miles. It can't be my bearings. So we had a a party, basically, of changing bearings, and uh, he pulled his Jeep into my buddy's garage and everything, carries the front end, and sure enough, it was the bearings, and he got bearings from over-the-counter, one of the big box stores, and I remember my one friend, my other friend, he had a Toyota truck, and um, he had just pulled his bearings out with 100,000 miles on it, so let's Take a look real quick, because these bearings that my friend pulled out of his Jeep, uh, they were darker, they weren't burnt or anything, but they just had like a, almost like a copper finish to it. It just looks worn out. So we go over, I'm digging through the uh, scrap bin that my buddy has at the shop, and sure enough, I found the bearings, pulled them out, and they were Timken, their factory on the Toyota, and they looked new. And I was like, wow, that's... And everybody looked down and was like, well, there you go. There's proof is in the pudding right there. So um, I told my dad that story. He's like, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? That Timken makes good quality products? And he mm-hmm. said, well, I've heard of the company. I don't know too much about them. And he told me how he always used Timken in his trucks because they just last. I mean, and right there with my friend, his uh, Toyota truck, a 100,000 miles on it, and then he changed the bearings because one of the seals was leaking. And there it is. It's my Timpkin store. That happened about five years ago. And sure enough, I use them on my Jeep. Sad to say, I do have a Toyota Land Cruiser as well, but I have three Jeeps and a Toyota Land Cruiser, and they all have Timpkins. So other than that, um, I love what you're doing with the show and everything. Keep it up. I love the... uh the dance around the campfire when you talk about your exhaust. That was but like I was there. But like I was playing amongst you guys, listening to you guys talk about your exhaust on your Jeep. So keep it out. I like the long segment. Well, uh, another thing uh comes to mind. Um, maybe you already covered it in a previous show, but uh I'm doing possibly doing a bearing uh, on my uh, 2000 Jeep Wrangler, and it has a Dana 35. So question is, do I even bother putting the money into the rear Dana 35? I know everybody right now is like, no, no, everybody's yelling out right now on their <laughs> radios. But um, really, we we just use our Jeep. It has 31-inch tires, and that's it. That's everything else is stock. And we use it as a side-by-side, really take on fire trails, we take it up to Quebec, uh, behind our van, and we just run around there. So the question is, do I put any more money into this Dana 35, especially if I'm thinking about doing a rear gear and a uh, true track, an Eaton true track in the rear and the front. So that being said, um, yeah, maybe talk about it around the campfire. Uh, the other option would be getting some axles from a JK uh the 44s, but then, I mean, they're 5-inch longer on each side. They're expensive, first off, and uh then I would have to weld on bracketry. You can go with the Ford 8.8 rear end with the uh disc brakes, but same thing, got a weld on bracketry, and I already have the axle. I I have it, so, yeah, just a little topic to think about, and I'll be listening. Uh, I'm not going to do it anytime soon, so if you don't cover this topic, uh, next couple weeks or month that's fun because it's a wonder project right now other than that you guys are doing a good job and I'll talk to you guys later
3: bye alright Josh I guess that means we gotta hold off until Camp Fireside chat to discuss this yeah
4: that right so.
0: <laughs> now real quick though uh, Jason uh, and in fact rear axle or just the axle swap topic in general was something that I've been working on for Tech Talk uh, for one of our sort of multi-segment long uh, you know segments if you will so that carries on through a few shows so that's something that's in the works that we'll be getting to that because uh, axle swapping is sort of one of those more common wintertime projects the jeep might be garaged up for a couple few months anyway so might as well do a long-term project while the jeep's down for the winter or whatever so uh yeah thanks for the email or the voicemail rather uh and for the topic idea really appreciate it
6: one man
1: It's with this guy. Who is he?
0: One mission.
1: Who are we talking about? Who is this guy? Who are you? One model of jeep. What is this?
0: The Wrangler. Who are you? Call me Bill. It's Wrangler Talk with Bill. Hello
7: JTS listener and welcome to this week's Wrangler Talk. On this week's talk we are going to be covering upgrading your brakes and the different options out on the market. This topic will be covered over two weeks just because there's so many different options out on the market. So why are brakes so important? Well, when we start adding those larger tires to your rig, you might start to notice that it takes a bit longer or a greater distance to slow down and come to a stop. When we add those larger tires to our Jeep, it is going to take more brake power to slow down those tires, just like it is going to take more power to get those tires moving. So for this talk, we're going to be focusing on two main components of the brake system, the brake pads and rotors. So the purpose of the brake pads is to convert the kinetic energy of the vehicle traveling down the road into thermal energy through friction. So we all know that when we press the brake pedal, we are forcing the brake pads to squeeze the rotor and in turn slow down the Jeep. However, when we start looking at the brake system, the main wearable parts are the brake pads and the rotors. But first, let's focus on the pads. There are four different categories of brake pads. And the four different categories are organic, semi-metallic, full metallic, and ceramic. In this talk, we're not going to be touching on full metallic brakes because they're not really used or common in the market. So with these four different categories of pads, there are benefits and disadvantages of each type of pad. So first, let's start talking about organic brake pads, and they are by nature made from mostly organic material like glass, Kevlar, fibers, rubber, and resin, which are great for resistance to heat and usually some of the cheapest pads out on the market. These types of pads are great for the everyday stock application. However, these pads by nature are a softer material and tend to wear down much quicker in comparison to other types of pads on the market. Also these pads have a high compressibility which can give you the, that feeling of like mushy brakes when you're doing a lot of braking and in high heat situations. So for bigger tires we do not want that mushy feeling when we're trying to come to a stop. So. Let's move on to the next type of brake pad and that is semi-metallic. Semi-metallic pads are made from 30 to 65 percent metal and the most common metals used in semi-metallic pads are steel and iron and the rest of the pad is made up of friction modifiers which consists mostly of fillers and resins. Semi-metallic pads are the most versatile pad on the market and provide great stopping power. However, they are a bit more abrasive on your rotors and can be a bit noisier than organic brake pads however I think the trade-off for more braking power is very worth it and these types of pads are pretty reasonably priced now onto the highest price pads on the market and they are ceramic brake pads ceramic brake pads are made from non-organic materials and tend to last the longest out of the three types of brake pads that I have covered ceramic brake pads have the highest resistance to heat and tend to wear the slowest. Ceramic pads are some of the best pads out on the market and are designed specifically to provide the greatest stopping power. Ceramic pads also produce the least amount of brake dust and are much quieter than semi metallic pads. So if you're looking at new brake pads. These are all things to consider. For example, if you only jumped an inch or two in tire size, I would say some semi-metallic pads should still be sufficient for your application. And maybe consider ceramic pads if you find a good deal on them. Although, if you made a large jump in tire size, like me, going from 31 inch tires to 37 inch tires, you're definitely going to want to look into spending that extra bit and get ceramic pads for your rig. I personally have carbon fiber ceramic pads on my Jeep, and I can immediately recognize the difference in stopping power when transitioning from a semi-metallic pad to a ceramic-style pad. Now, on to the other wearable part of the braking system, and that is the rotor. There are a couple different styles of rotors and configurations out on the market, and each rotor is designed for a different application. The different types of rotors are vented, drilled, and slotted. Each style of rotor serves a different purpose, and your most common rotor out on the market is a vented style rotor, usually comes stock on the front rotors of any vehicle. This rotor has a series of vents between the two surfaces where the rotors meet the pad and allow for better heat reduction when braking. When the rotor is rotating, the vents act like a pump, forcing air to pass through the rotor, allowing the rotor to cool down more efficiently. So the next style of rotors are drilled rotors, and the purpose of drilled rotors is to first help with the dispersion of heat through the rotor and secondly allow the gases that build up when braking to release through these holes that are on the rotor itself. These gases are produced from the brake pad rubbing against the rotor and are generated at high heats. This gas prevents your pad from making full contact with the rotor and reduces the amount of braking force that you actually have. That is where the holes in the rotor allow for this gas to escape and allow for full contact of the pads to the rotors. Finally, onto to slotted rotors and slotted rotors serve the same purpose of releasing the gases that build up during the braking process. However, slotted rotors are a set of grooves in the rotor to wipe away the gases and clean the pad with each groove pass, where drilled rotors just allow the gas to be released through the holes and into the center of the rotor itself. Although, what style of rotors are best for your Jeep? And well, that depends on how big your tires are. And if you're looking for the most stopping power, you're probably going to want to have a vented rotor allowing for the most heat reduction during braking. And my next recommendation is to look into a slotted rotor because that provides the most amount of stopping power when braking. So when it comes to pads and rotors, we know that ceramic pads and slotted rotors provide the most amount of braking power. But there is a trade-off, and that usually is that they're the most expensive. So when trying to look for a new set of rotors and pads, you might want to just try to find that happy medium between cost and actual braking power. So this concludes this week's Wrangler talk, and I hope you learned a little bit about brake pads and rotors. And next week, we're going to continue this talk about pads and rotors and the entire braking system. And remember, if you have any more questions or concerns, please contact us at jeeptalkshow.com contact and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions that you have. And remember to stay tuned to next week's Wrangler Talk where we'll be continuing the topic of brakes and how to get more power from your braking system.
3: Well, Josh, you can't say enough about brakes. I mean, it's it's not the cool thing. It's not the lift. Stop! It's not the <laughs> it's not the tires. It's not even you know the uh, sye kit. Uh, but if you can't stop. Uh, things get ugly really fast. So
0: yeah, uh, but that trade-off about the price, man. I mean, because some of this stuff does get expensive. Does. But boy, is it sexy! And there's there's nothing really sexier like stopping on time. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Uh, that's some good good advice there. So I hope you guys can uh, make use of that. Hey, coming up in a few minutes, we're gonna hear about uh, some events that are happening in your hometown, maybe in around the nation in Wheeling, where. Oh, it's definitely getting uh, nipply
3: in the air. Uh, not you personally, Josh. I didn't I didn't even look. But Cutting uh, glass over here, Tony. Cutting glass. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is nice. And you know, speaking of nipply, I cannot believe my luck. Uh, I don't know if I've ever spoken about it here on the show, but I've had a, uh, a running hot on the highway issue with my Cherokee for a number News of years. News me.
0: First I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, it, it,
3: it has been an issue for a number of years. I, I can't yeah. believe I didn't mention it. And uh, but there's a, a cold front moving in today.
6: Ooh. So what are you
3: gonna get down to a balmy seventy <laughs> nine? Oh no. We're talking fifty six as a high. So yeah, that's pretty the, good. The the off road gods are aligning because you know I've I've done uh, like seventy miles an hour at seventy degrees outside and yeah. it's been just fine. Well, this is going to be fifty six degrees for a high driving up the four hours to the uh, oh the uh, Jeep will love it the Dallas area up to Gilmer and uh, it it should be I'm I'm going to come back the same day. Uh, I, I didn't really want to. Uh, I wouldn't mind spending the night up there, but then there's that whole thing about leaving your uh, your Jeep out in the parking lot of the hotel. And I just, I think I, I'm just going to drive up and drive back. It's a four hour drive. So,
0: eh, not so bad. Go up in the morning, uh, wheel for the afternoon, come back to dinner. Tammy does it all the time, doesn't she? She That's oh, yeah. a four hour oh, yeah.
3: drive to uh, Rossburg. You Creek. just
0: got to leave at the crack of, you know, what? Uh, uh, crack uh, of ass.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I think the driver's meeting is at 9 a.m. So, uh, I think uh we're gonna try to head out of here around four. My wife's going with me, so that'll be four fifteen, four thirty, four forty-five, somewhere in there.
0: Nah it'd be fine. Uh, it's a nice little road trip. You'll get to see the sunrise and uh no it'd be an awesome day. It'll be four hours of driving on those
3: smooth Nexon Rodian NTX tires.
0: Yeah. Get them all warmed up for some rock crawling
3: and uh some trail riding. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, and I believe I'm gonna go ahead and I've actually got to get them charged. Uh take the uh uh, the the remote cameras, so I can get
0: uh, some oh, yeah. uh, some good video. No, uh, we definitely want to get some content out of that run, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so certainly get some pictures, uh, get some good stills. My wife is uh, really good for that. I just hope it's not really I've never been to Barnwell before. It is supposed to be rocks. So I'm hoping that means it's not going to be real muddy because they're gonna get hit with this uh, cold front before uh, it
0: gets down here to the Houston area. But now, I'm uh, guessing that cold front is going to come with some wet frontness as well. Absolutely, and there's be severe some rainfall.
3: Some, some severe uh, rain uh, at least well, here in this area. Oh, and it's, it's ten the, degrees. It's going to be ten degrees cooler up in Gilmer than it is going to be out here. So it's going to be in the well, upper 40s.
0: I don't know what the uh, what the terrain is like out there. I've I've heard that you guys have some clay and and, and stuff, and there's a lot of mud and, and whatnot out there. But if this place is known for for rocks and whatnot, I mean, unless it's just a boulder field. You're going to get that that sort of mud and rock combination, um, yeah. So it's going That's to be, uh, and, and so it's going to be some real slippery. Uh, got to pay attention to your lines, uh, type of uh, type of runs. It really critical critical where your tire placement is. So uh, it'll be a technical uh, technical wheeling day, but uh, but it should be pretty fun. You know what I haven't mentioned? I because I just realized that after the last
3: show, I got the locker. Uh, the rear locker, the rear ARB locker, all hooked up oh, and tested. hey! Congratulations
0: so, on so that!
3: Not yeah. only will I have the and tires, I'll also have uh, the Atlas, which has only been used in one outing. Uh, and uh, I'll have the ARB air locker in the rear. So I'll be cruising, man. I think it's yeah. going to be a really, really good time. I'm very anxious. I've been working on this son of a bitch for years. I'm, I'm i'm ready to take it off road and do something with it heck (laughs) yeah and you know i haven't even put on the long arms yet so there's a lot more to do to this rig which includes another ARB locker uh, in the front. So with the, the compressor hooked up, uh, all I You've have to had do had that
0: for like four years. A long time. <laughs> I, and I had the rear locker before I got the front locker. So, yeah. Ah, uh, that's amazing. Well, yeah, I you remember know, uh there's there's no RD100 talk way back when, yep. but yeah.
3: Uh, there's no reason to get excited about putting this stuff in if you can't get to where you want to go to use it. So yeah, uh, recently, with uh, the revelation that my uh, catalytic converter was rattling— uh, and replacing it, I was wondering, why the hell does this thing rattle? And then I remember dropping the the valve on the old uh, 4.0 and running all that coolant through the, uh, the catalytic oh, converter. Oh,
0: yeah, that'll do
3: it. So, you know, I've redone the entire system, but, the, you know, the catalytic converter is new. I don't need to mess with that. Well, that apparently was a problem because this uh, hot, hot summer, I never saw the, the temps that I was used to seeing. And uh, so new catalytic converter, cooler temperatures, I think i'm yeah. gonna be okay so it yeah, may have buddy. just been a combination of things a combination from hell is what it
0: seriously, was seriously that was a perfect storm uh, <laughs> it just lasted for years because I, I mean you'd replaced virtually everything at one point or another uh, multiple times i mean so, even yeah. swapping out the motor was part of the the you know what am i going to do is I don't it, know how many radiators you've gone through yes <laughs> yeah, a water pumps thermostat this that and the other thing and and some really unique de- designs, uh, some engineering that that uh, you came up with to, to get some creative uh, cooling solutions uh, to put into that. And and I know not all of them ended up getting installed, but uh, right, but yeah. I mean, we we talked quite at length about about this heating issue and and what how to take care of it and all that. So glad glad to hear it's uh, it's those gremlins are finally gone.
3: Well, hopefully next week I'll have a lot of uh, fun and interesting stories. Uh, about how i and, and i'm gonna be uh sphincter tight until i get back uh within probably a mile of the house from yeah. that trip because i'm gonna say oh look at it look at it i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it it's great boom you know so if it gets within a mile i can push it so it's all right there you, go. you got triple a anyways so <laughs> no, you're good
0: well, I'm still getting invited to DJ events. Um, I got uh, got hit up uh, here recently from a, a, a buddy who I really haven't talked to that much. We live uh, almost on opposite ends of the state, and uh, and so we only get to see each other once every couple few years when uh, when we're at, uh, at similar events and whatnot. But uh, back when I was uh, president of Naxja, um, he was my treasurer and uh or vice president crap now i can't remember sorry john uh, oh anyways, you gotta pay for that one i know i know right uh so <laughs> well I, I have his die grinder that i've been i've had for years i ended up in my toolbox on on some run i don't even know why i think it was a work party or something and his die grinder ended up in my toolbox and and i've had it ever since that's haven't used story. it that's a good haven't story. used it once and it's i've, I've still every time we talk Still got your die grinder, pal. You know, so it's uh, one of those things. One of these days I just need to put it in a box and ship it to him. But, uh, but no, it's uh, uh, one of those things. But uh, but he's putting together um, uh, this rather large event. Uh, and it's going to be the first of its kind here in Oregon. And, and this is going to be one of those larger type of events that you see down, um, down in the south or, or in some of the more larger off-road parks out in the Midwest. Where um you've got guided groups, you've got you know like a rally type of an event where there's going to be staging areas and and um uh, almost got like a poker uh, poker run style race where you've got to get from one point to the other, you've got to pick up this thing or you got to do this task and then move on to the next thing and and it's all off road all through obstacles and whoever gets the shortest time or to the finish line first wins uh, type of thing. So and it's all going to be very well organized. Um and uh and he's not. 100% done building the website for this thing yet. It's not until May of next year. Um, but man, I'm I'm kind of excited about this. Now I told him I can't DJ this event because I, I retired from DJing a, a couple couple few years ago. Um, and I'm still, you know, it's just like I still got a couple events that I MC um, events that I've been involved with for years and years, and and that they they just won't take no for an answer. And it's like nope no, nope, we got to have you behind the mic. Uh, you just we we can't accept anything else. So I still do those events, and uh, and I think because of that, uh, I still get some other people that come up to me and and like my buddy John, who's like, "Hey, I got this thing I'm putting together. I want you involved with it." Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna support the event regardless, even if I can't DJ it. Um, but I may be emceeing the event. We'll see what happens uh, as the as we get closer to next year.
3: Well, all you gotta do is get him to put. Uh uh, the official uh, podcast. Put his of the money event. where the
0: mouth is, and you know, yeah, you're right. I should do that. I should do that. Yeah, was, yeah official podcast of this event. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I'll, I'll get, I'll get on, get on that because I, I can very easily talk him into that. So uh, I I'll, I'll mentioned real quick here about the event
3: I'm going to. I had to pull up the uh, the details on it cause so I wouldn't mess it up. This is the Texas uh, Four Wheel Drive TX Four uh, WD Fall Run 2019. Uh, And uh, it's going to be at Barnwell Mountain Recreational Area, uh, October twenty fifth, eight a.m. through October twenty seventh at uh, oh to twelve a.m. That's that's a long time. So it's uh, at at, listening. You're hearing this. If you're hearing this on Friday, that means it's actually starting today. Uh, I will be there Saturday, hopefully first thing Saturday morning. So again, Texas Four Wheel Drive Fall Run 2019. Actually, uh, somebody we've had interviewed here before, Clint Duncan, is the one uh, that's hosting this uh, this event. And uh, October 25th at 8 a.m. through October 27th 12 a.m. and uh, Barnwell Mountain Recreation
0: Center. You're going to get dirty. I'm looking at some pictures online right now of Barnwell Recreational Area and. Man, there's a lot of dirt and clay and mud, and you're going to get dirty, be, my friend. I would be surprised. I hope surprised. you boots. I hope Yeah, I do. I do, actually boots.
3: do. I, I would, I'd be really surprised if there's clay. Um, down here, it, yes. I'm sorry. It,
0: it looks like it just has that appearance to it. It's probably just very, very rich soil, but it has that, that it clay be. color to it. So, yeah, I don't, but I don't this know. But is, this is well
3: know. up north of where I am, so I'd be really surprised. Uh, but, uh, no, no, I don't care. I, I'll get dirty. So, uh, I get the Jeep dirty. I mean, uh, I, I don't yeah. know if you know about this or not. When I had the 83, uh, Chevy pickup truck with the, the 36, uh, th- well actually 37s on it, uh, that's all it was, was mud. So, I'm used to muddy. I'm used to spending uh, three, four hours cleaning it afterwards and still having these huge chunks of uh, oh, yeah. clay falling off of it. You pull know. it into the
0: yard. We'll hose it
3: off there. In the middle of the summer. No, I was dumb. I didn't know you weren't supposed to go to the car washes. So, I just went to the car wash and left a huge mound of, of clay in the, <laughs> in the lane. <laughs>
0: Chipotle streak down the lane. It's like, who <laughs> shit
3: themselves in here? <laughs> Yeah, mud's a lot of fun. It is, but more yeah. of the cleanup. And I know, I uh, know that's the reason why people don't like it is because it is so much work uh, uh, doing, get all that mud off of there.
0: Well, would you like to join in on the campfire side chat with us? Talk about just how much you hate mud too or like it? <laughs> just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. Hey, Jeeper,
8: it's Mitch. And it's time for your weekend going topless Jeep weather report. Sometimes we all need a little liquid top off after going topless, so for this weekend we will Jeep crawl responsibly to craft pubs. First we start in Moab, Utah, where Moab Brewery and the Great Moab Trail Systems live. Here will be a beautiful and sunny to go topless. Friday will be a cool 62, Saturday is a comfortable 70, and Sunday drops back down to 61. After hitting some trails near Boulder City, Nevada, then stop by Boulder Dam Brewing Co. pull up with your top off and sunshine all weekend. Friday will be 75, Saturday 80, and Sunday 73. Just have a small sampler, or you'll be leaving topless too. Then overland the trails and roads from Nevada to Kernville, California, where beautiful mountains and rivers hide. Here you'll find Kern River Brew Co. and the perfect weather to go topless in. Friday will be 85, Saturday 84, and a Sunday a nice 77. Lastly, drive topless. Make your way north through trails and county roads. I recommend a 395 for some of that drive. Chico, California, and Secret Trail Brewing Company. There, it is topless weather all weekend, with 87 for Friday, 85 on Saturday, and 73 on Sunday. Okay, Jeeper, like I should have to say it, we at the Jeep Talk Show never recommend drinking and driving. Always drink responsibly and legally. Additionally, the breweries selected do not sponsor us or my taste buds like they should, and were chosen for your entertainment and the trails which they are near. If you have any suggestions or want to know your local weather in an upcoming episode, just reach out to me at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. I'm Mitch, Always a great weekend to go topless if you're brave enough. Just go topless responsibly.
0: Now, let's get to some events from around the world and maybe even in your neck of the woods. Don't forget to let us know about an event that you are planning or are involved with. And now is the time, if you are uh, involved with a charity event uh, for the holiday season, now is the time to get that information to us. Uh, As we approach November and December, it is very important to get that information to us as early as possible So that we can uh, get that out to the masses and and get some real good exposure for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and click and fill out our wheeling wear form. And information comes right to us and we'll get it right out to the masses. Hey, coming up on uh, the 25th through the 27th of November... We have the eighth annual Jeep Creep. I'm sorry. Uh, that's actually this uh, coming weekend of October 25th through the 27th. I was going to say, that's October. like Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, I know. I was like, wait a minute. No, I was like, so if you're looking for something to do this weekend, like as we are recording this show, October 25th through the 27th, uh, in Gladwin, Michigan We have the 8th annual Jeep Creep And this is going to be a big event They've been doing this for obviously 7 years prior uh, The word has gotten out There's going to be hundreds of Jeeps there uh, Some people are saying an estimate Of over 700 Jeeps oh Are going to be in Gladwin, Michigan So uh, if you are going to this event Or are involved with it uh, Or end up going to that event uh, Please give us a call, let us know how it was We'd love to hear a a sort of a Man on the street report of, uh, of what it was like uh, coming up November 8th through the 10th in Parker, Arizona, uh, the Parker Four-Wheelers is presenting their annual Desert Splash event. This is a really cool one. This uh, The Parker, uh, uh, Parker Four-Wheelers is a very family-friendly uh, group, and so all of their events are very family-friendly as well. Uh, some great terrain out there as well. So uh, if you're involved, uh, want to get involved with uh, these events, uh, want some links for more information, just visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode. Get all the information you need. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow jeeper. And until next week, be sure to help us dominate the land of social media by finding us, liking us, sharing what we post, and if you got something to say, well, that's too bad. No, really, we want to hear it, so reply to what we post, too. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast.
1: Guys, back in my day, we didn't have a fancy pinch 4 by 4s Guys, we wanted to get somewhere, we walked on hike, yeah, we liked it, and it was in the snow, uphill, both ways, you your snappers Did you have lockers, Grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a that I've been asking
6: since 2010.